0: Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me in the Betters Box. It's BangTheBook.com's MLB Betting Podcast for Monday, April 27th. I'm your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the Betters Box, presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the Sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. My 2020 MLB betting guide available in PDF form over at bangthebook.com. Who knows what kind of season we're going to get here, but a lot of good information, a lot of good insights in that. Even if it doesn't work out here for 2020, a lot of stuff in there should carry over to 2021 as well, especially some of the individual player breakdowns and things of that sort. Uh, With the draft now in the rearview mirror, taking a look at some future stuff over at bangthebook.com for the NFL as well as college football and the Arkansas Derby coming up here this weekend at Oaklawn Park. Two divisions, 21 horses, a lot of stuff to break down. I'll have previews of both divisions for the Arkansas Derby coming up here later on this week over at bangthebook.com. And while you're there, I mentioned DSI Sportsbook already, but make sure you check out our other sportsbook reviews as well. We have some stuff about the best Bitcoin sportsbooks, the top US sportsbooks, all that kind of thing. Take a look at those sports. We'll be back here at some point in time. You can sign up for those different sports books. Take advantage of some of those promo code offers that we have. And once everything's ready to go, you'll be ready to go with that bankroll funded with some help from an exclusive deposit bonus over at bangthebook.com. All right, so it is Monday. Got several Monday mailbag questions for you here. Once again, they will make up the majority of the show, but I'll have a lot of different baseball thoughts, especially for... The potential start of the season and why this is going to be an even more unconventional year for me in particular. But if you ever have questions for the Monday mailbag at Skating Tripods on Twitter, at at bang the via email, skating tripods at gmail.com via email as well. So go ahead and dive into the Monday mailbag here. And we start first with Mark via email, regular listener to all of our Bang the Book radio content. Mark, definitely appreciate you and hope you and your family are doing well here with everything that's going on the first question from mark here says we could have a really jam packed fall calendar nfl college football the golf timeline we know is a lot different nba nhl maybe major league baseball in there too Uh, the triple crown races what are you doing to prepare and i think that's a really good question here for a variety of different reasons because you know we're gonna have a lot of sports going on and we're going to have a lot of things that we, you know, need to figure out here. We need to be organized. We need to be proactive. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it's been difficult for me doing the MLB betting guide. And then, of course, you know, it not working out because, you know, we don't have a season. But, you know, I got all that work done. And I had no idea that that was coming, you know, that we we're going to have a full lockdown, shutdown, everything like that. We don't know about the future for the NFL or college football or some of these other leagues, but you still want to be as prepared as you possibly can, because if things do get going, that's going to coincide with life getting back to some degree of normalcy. So your kids are going to be going back to school. Maybe you're going to have events that were rescheduled that now you need to take care of other things you've been putting off, stuff like that. So a few different approaches here. One would be to be proactive, to lay that groundwork instead of having to play catch-up, and maybe specialization You're the way to go here. Maybe you want to focus on Major League Baseball. If that's your thing, if you've had success with it, stay with it. Don't try to handicap seven, eight different things at once. If you're doing well with baseball and you've historically done well with baseball, stick with it. If it's the NFL, stick with it. College football, stick with it. Maybe conference specialization. Same thing on the college basketball side. Pick some conferences that you feel really confident in and stay with those. Become an expert on those conferences. Because, again, we're going to be tempted. Whenever everything kind of gets back to normal here and we've got a lot of different things going on, we're going to be very tempted. It's been a long time since we've had these different sports leagues to bet on. We're going to be tempted. We're going to be overwhelmed. We're going to be extending that bankroll a little bit too far. So, Try to be disciplined, and in order to be disciplined, lay the groundwork for the sports you know you're going to bet on, the sports you feel like you've got an edge. And again, I think conference or league specialization, something like that, uh, could be very, very beneficial for you. Another thing, and I've talked about this before, not just in the time of coronavirus, but in general, being organized. Organization is so important. If you're going to go into the fall, and you're going to try to bet these six, seven, eight different things that are going on with triple crown races and golf and you know all the major sports leagues coming back. And if you dabble in you know European soccer or MMA or you know, whatever the case may be, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to have on your plate while you're also probably worrying about you know getting your finances back in order or about your kids going back to school or prepping for homeschooling or you know, events that were rescheduled you know i'm probably gonna have two weddings that are gonna be coming up in the fall or the winter here one of them that i'm in just because things had to be rescheduled bachelor parties may be rescheduled if they're able to go off at all bachelorette parties same thing so there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going on here assuming we can get back to life and are you going to have time to handicap seven eight different things probably not So now is the time to work on being organized. And whether that means how you're tracking your bets, if that means you're getting into modeling and doing a lot of spreadsheets and stuff like that, if you're doing power ratings, this is a good time to start. You want to know what sources you can trust, where you want to go to get your information. Again, the fall could be very, very busy. And the unfortunate thing here is that you could wind up doing a lot of work with little to no return because maybe there are no sports. In the fall, we still don't know. And again, that's been a tough thing for me to get over mentally with the MLB betting guide and how much work and how much emphasis I put into that, that I haven't been willing or able to start NFL or college football to any great degree. But now we're getting to the point where some things are going to come back. And whether or not that means sports, we still don't know yet. But it means that I need to get focused, I need to get organized, come up with a plan of attack. You know, don't burn yourself out on one thing by doing it day after day after day look at it do some work on it come back to it in a couple of days in the meantime work on another sport you know we got plenty of time here plenty of time at a minimum june would be the first that we actually get a sport here except for maybe nascar and obviously we've had horse racing throughout but june you're the first for maybe the nba something like that maybe mlb july 4th has been kind of the talk here We still have a lot of time. So that's a lot of time for you to get organized. And you can use this time to get organized and carry a lot of those same concepts into the future. If you're organized, you can be short on time and still get a proper handicap done. It will help your bottom line to have all of your things in order. However you do that, if you handwrite stuff, if you do models and spreadsheets and all that kind of thing you know with this time that you've got learn google sheets you know familiarize yourself with something like that just anything that you can do to improve your bottom line a little bit to maybe give yourself a chance at a little bit greater of an edge now is the time to do it in particular because we could have that really really jam-packed fall calendar next question here from mark how early is the 5 o'clock somewhere philosophy at the Burke residence right now? Uh, after last weekend, it won't be 5 o'clock anywhere for the next week or so. Uh, my God. On Saturday, my, we opened up my buddy's uh, trailer up at his lake house, and uh, things went off the rails quite badly. And I spent all day Sunday recovering. Still don't feel great here today. Uh, i'm sure a lot of us have done a lot more drinking here during quarantine um you know i i pretty much haven't drank like this since college so probably not good but uh it will not be five o'clock anywhere at the perk residence here at least for this week uh but you know hey i mean we're all doing what we can to get by here as long as you're doing it responsibly and you know, not driving after you've been drinking at home or something like that uh, my wife drove home on saturday so uh you know won't be five o'clock here uh for the foreseeable future but yeah you know i mean what else are we supposed to do here during the quarantine but as a follow-up question here for mark drink recommendations what would i have as far as beer or bourbon go Well, right now i think pedialyte uh my number one drink recommendation but you know i'm not sure what's available everywhere you know there's there's so many weird things particularly with beer distribution uh you know some breweries decide to only distribute within the state because it's just you know kind of cost prohibitive to distribute nationally uh, or, you know, it's all about who they kind of have contracts with, stuff like that. I would say if you can find single-cut, uh, some of the single-cut stuff, uh, that's really, really good from the New York City area. Uh, they make outstanding IPAs. Um, this is one that is widely available. It was much better when it was rarer. It kind of had, like, that uh, exclusivity feel to it. But Cigar City's high IPA is really, really good. I'm sure that one's pretty widely available at this point in time. Um, you know, one thing I will say here, is just in general do what you can to support craft breweries here uh during this quarantine and during this shutdown you know i've supported my favorite here in the cleveland area noble beast a couple of times um you know i saw a uh a survey from the brewers association about how many craft breweries could end up having to close here from all of this and you know a lot of these breweries don't have the space or the infrastructure to do canning So a lot of these places are either putting out significant financial investment to be able to, you know, third-party can or sort of outsource some of their canning. Um, A lot of them are only set up for crawlers and growlers. So, you know, I've been trying to, as much as I can, support the craft brewers that I love around here uh, because, you know, they they face very uncertain futures. So if you can do anything local, you know, try some of the local breweries. A lot of places are doing to-go. Uh, they're selling, you know, six packs if they've got them, crawlers or growlers. Uh, if you can do that, try to do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm very big on, on microbreweries. Uh, every time my wife and I go out of town, we wind up stopping at, you know, anywhere from four to six local breweries. Uh, just to sort of, you know, get a lay of the land, sample some of the different stuff that's out there. And right now, a lot of these breweries are, are hurting really bad. So you get the opportunity to support some of them. I would certainly encourage that you do that. Uh, as far as bourbon goes, I've been getting a lot into 1792 small batch. I like a lot of small batches and single barrels, and you know I think they're a lot better than the standard. I know you pay more for them. There is that, you know, um, there's the additional layer. A lot of them are higher proof. A lot of them are smoother stuff like that. Uh, but you know, you're going to pay a little bit more, but it's worth it if you drink it straight. You know, if you drink it neat or on the rocks. If you're mixing. You know, obviously, you don't really need to go the small batch or single barrel route. You can just get whatever kind of the standard is. Um, as far as bourbon, though, 1792 is one I really like right now. Uh, trying to find another bottle of Michters. They're very hard to find around here. Uh, Henry McKenna really good. That's also difficult to find. Um, but, yeah, you know, if, if you're mixing, I think a lot of times the Irish whiskeys are better for mixing. Uh, then, of course, you know, just whiskey in general, uh, better for mixing than bourbon. Unless you're going the old-fashioned route or, you know, maybe you're making a Manhattan, something like that. Small batches and single barrels definitely tend to go very well uh, with the Manhattans and the old fashions, too. So uh, 17 dollars would be my, my recommendation for now. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, at least bourbon is a lot more widely available. So you've got a lot more choices out there um, you know, than you would beer just because I don't know what's there uh, in your particular state for beer a playlist for writing. And I listen to music all the time. If I'm sitting at my desk, I've got music on. If I'm in the truck, I've got music on. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts or talk radio. It's almost exclusively music for me. And it, it varies every day. You know, It's one of those things to me where, because I always have music on, if I'm busier, it's going to be more of the background noise type of music. Stuff that I'm less likely to want to sing along with um you know so stuff like a jason isbell uh charles wesley godwin he's a uh, country artist from out of west virginia uncle lucius got some good stuff ryan bingham uh tyler childers joe bonamassa uh famous blues guitarist and singer he's really good for you know some background noise type of stuff i also like listening to him in general uh but you know if i'm not as busy luke combs whitey morgan cody jinks uh, alex williams kendall marvel Uh, A lot of people from the True Grit Talent Agency uh, talent management group. A lot of people from them. I still listen to a lot of 90s alt-rock, grunge, post-grunge type of stuff. Uh, A lot of Pearl Jam, Incubus, some Candlebox in there, Temple of the Dog. But primarily a lot of outlaw country, Texas country type stuff for me. Uh, Just kind of what I've gotten into here over the last couple of years. But I listen to a lot of Spotify playlists to try and find new stuff, new people to listen to. Uh, Every week, they do the release radar, which is, you know, new stuff they think you might be interested in. Always have music on, though. Just, I'm never at my desk without music, so it's just kind of, you know, whatever I want to listen to that day, Um, and like I said, a lot of it generally tends to kind of fall in line with how busy I'm going to be, whether it's something I'm going to, you know, sit there and sing along with, or something I'm just going to have on in the background, just kind of that soothing sound. Uh, You know, I sleep with a fan on at night, too. I I guess I just kind of like white noise. You know, maybe it keeps me out of my head. Uh, I don't know. But, Mark, definitely appreciate the questions. Thank you so much for listening and for reaching out here. that will look specifically at a baseball question from Brian via email, and we'll expand on this one here to wrap up today's show. But Brian says, how do you think the juiced ball affected regression and handicapping last year, especially bullpens and closers? It was a huge impact. Uh, a big reason why I got off to such a bad start last year and never really got to dig myself out of that hole is because last year was just dramatically different you know I started really bad in March and April and one of the things that's so difficult is that you had an outlier year last season and what happens when you get an outlier is within the course of that year it changes a lot of the baselines and for example here Let's talk about XFIP, expected fielding independent pitching. Remember, FIP is strikeouts, walks, home runs, and hit by pitches. XFIP is FIP, but with home runs, it it assumes a league average home run per fly ball percentage. So, with that in mind, last year, the league average home run per fly ball percentage was 15.3%. So, on average, across all of Major League Baseball, 15.3% of fly balls became home runs. Starting with 2010, if we go back to 2010 and move forward, the league average home run per fly ball percentage 9.4%, 9.7, 11.3, 10.5, 9.5, 11.4, 12.8, 13.7, which was 2017 the first time we kind of saw the juiced ball 12.7 in 2018 and then 15.3 percent last year home runs per nine innings went up to 1.4 home runs per nine innings for these pitchers the previous high was 1.27 so basically we had an all-time outlier season the most home runs hit ever in major league baseball by a large margin 671 more home runs in 2019 than 2017 which was the previous high. We saw 23,467 runs scored last year, the previous high since 2010. So basically in the 2010s decade was 22,582 in 2017. So 671 more home runs, about 900 or so more runs scored. That was a much different season than we had ever seen before. And again, it throws off the baselines. It throws off what league average is. Because keep in mind, a lot of times we look for regression to the mean. And by that, we mean regression towards the league average. Well, last year, the league average was dramatically different in so many different categories than it had been in previous seasons. So it impacted everything a ton from a regression analysis standpoint which is how I handicap. And some people that don't use that style of handicapping had a good year. Other people that do, like me, wound up having a very, very difficult season and probably, in a lot of cases, dug holes that we couldn't get out of. So it had a substantial impact. And the second part of the question here, uh, of of Brian's question, you know, what about relievers? Relievers had a 15% home run per fly ball percentage last year. The previous high was 12.8 in 2017, 12.1 in 2018. And when you look at the increased importance of bullpens, 21,429 pitcher appearances last season, that was the highest all time. So when you look at what's happening here in Major League Baseball, relievers are being affected in a very big way. And a lot of times relievers come in with men on base. So relief pitchers were definitely impacted quite a bit with everything that went on last year. And also, too, you look at some of these numbers here, like in 2011, the singular season of 2011, there were more complete games from starting pitchers than the last three seasons combined. So it impacts bullpens almost as much as it impacts starters now at this point in time because on average a starter is going to get you 16 outs so the relievers are going to be out there trying to get you 11 outs and we get a lot of five and flies and stuff like that so you know the relievers account for almost as much of the game now as the starting pitchers do and obviously i mean that in a collective sense but last year relievers were impacted just as bad now remember like i said 15.3% was the league average, 15% for relievers, which means that starters are up in the almost 16% range. 16% of fly balls becoming home runs. That's a tremendous outlier. So now the concern is, and this sort of brings me back to what I wanted to talk about here for the tail end of today's show. The concern for me now is we're not getting 162 games. We may get 120. We may get 80. We might get 60. We don't know. But it takes ample time to adjust from the previous season to the current season. And now we're almost in a scenario where we can't go off of 2019 because it was that big of an outlier. But what season do we go off of? Do we go off of 2016 and 2018, which are pretty similar? Do we go off of 2017, which was 2019 not on as many steroids, I don't know. I don't know what we do. And the problem is, until we get sample sizes, and I talked about this a lot on last Monday's show with regards to you know points of stabilization, reliability, significance with these stats, until we get to some of these reliability points and some of these stabilization points, well, we have to go off of last year. But last year wasn't a good indicator of what we should expect in an average season. So do we go off of 2018? Do we go off of 2017? I have no idea. And furthermore, this year is going to be so unique in that we've got the disjointed spring training. We've got the shortened season, the shortened schedule. Uh, We may have teams playing at nothing but neutral sites. I don't think anything that's happened up to this point in time is going to have a ton of statistical relevance on the 2020 MLB season. And that's really concerning to me because, I don't have a starting point. I don't have a frame of reference. So this is going to be a year where I really limit my exposure. And it sucks doing all that work, doing all these podcasts and everything leading up into the season, but the fact of the matter is that this is such an unconventional baseball season, whatever we get of it, that I don't know what to do. And I don't think a lot of people are going to know what to do. I don't think the odds makers are going to know what to And it will be really fascinating to see how the market sort of shapes these lines once they get posted. It's going to be such a unique and different season across all sports, but especially baseball, just by the nature of the way that the game is played. So, yeah, last year, dramatic impact. And, again, for me, I've struggled at the outset of the year, going off of the previous season's data, because we go into a new season not knowing exactly how everything's going to play out. I tend to get better in May. I'm usually good over the summer of June, July, and August. And then September gets to be a mess with pennant races, tanking teams, expanded rosters, so on and so forth. So usually the best part of the season for me is the middle part. And that's different for a lot of sports, where usually the best part of the season is going to be at the start when you have an edge from doing all that research and all that homework. I don't know how this year goes. And I don't know how 2021 goes. So it's very tough for me, very uncertain times. It's a little bit scary in that, you know, I'm kind of looked to for sort of my baseball acumen here for bangthebook.com and kind of in the industry. And I'm not going to have a whole lot of answers, I don't think. And I'll just be upfront and honest about that. You know, this is just uncharted territory to say the least. But to Brian's question of how much were the pitchers affected last year, a lot. And by proxy, so we're handicappers like me because the expectation is that we don't see another 2019 for a very long time in terms of this big home run explosion. But how much that progresses back, we don't know. So a lot of unknowns, I mean, life is all about unknowns anyway, but a lot of unknowns here for whatever this short baseball season looks like. And furthermore, now that's going to carry over into 2021 as well. So we'll keep doing the betters box. we we'll keep talking about a lot of things that you know matter in a, in a traditional context. Maybe they won't matter as much this year, but at least you'll be aware of them and know how to handicap them in the future. So as far as this week, I'll probably do Tuesday with Brian Blessing again. Tomorrow we'll talk about some post-draft fallout stuff, look at some NFL futures stuff. Maybe we do something later in the week for the Arkansas Derby as well, especially with that being two races. Maybe that would be a Friday type of thing. Uh, But I'll do the betters box again on Thursday, and we'll just kind of play it by ear from there, I guess. But uh, we'll be doing some stuff over at bangthebook.com, and again, be on the lookout for those big Arkansas Derby previews, which I'll probably start here Wednesday uh, on into Thursday. I'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box.